Hey guys, and welcome back to the channel. A preview and prediction video. We're going to go over Nick Kyrgios versus Daniel Medvedev. I cannot wait to get into this. It is going to be a blockbuster match. Arguably the best match of the tournament so far, I would imagine. Uh, in my eyes, I have to say it probably is. The head-to-head -head is 3-1 to Kyrgios, but that doesn't tell the whole story. So we're going to get into it in detail. Talk about the head-to-head. -head. Talk about both players' form currently in the US Open. Patterns of play that we might see, especially recently, because they played a couple of times recently this year, and what we might expect. And then I'll give you guys my ultimate prediction. Caveat as well, because some of you seem to think that, you know, uh, you know, if I get it wrong, then I need to apologize. I mean, everyone can get a prediction wrong, of course. So, you know, I, I'm not Nostradamus. I just try and read and analyze uh, and preview and predict matches the best way I know how, which is to break it down analytically and if i get it right fantastic if i get it wrong that can happen and uh it's all about learning from it isn't it i'm not a uh, a predictor this is just for me to actually break it down and give you guys a little bit of insight into how i think tactically it's going to play out before we get into it remember to hit that like button and subscribe if you're new also if you're listening on a podcast platform remember to leave a rating or review as well Okay, let's first of all touch upon the head-to-head. -head. Then we'll talk about the US Open so far for both players. Then I'll give you guys more of a tactical breakdown. And then we'll give the overall prediction. So the head-to-head -head is 3-1 to Kyrgios, as I mentioned before. Uh, so interestingly, he actually beat Medvedev first on outdoor clay in Rome in 2019 in three sets. So it was a tight one. Then since then, all three... Uh, matches have been on outdoor hard courts. So one in Washington in 2019, where Kyrgios again won 7-6, 7-6. It was a final at Washington. And look, that's a really, really tight one. I mean, you won 8-6, 6-4. Sorry, 8-6, 7-4 in the two tiebreakers. So look, I mean, you know, it is what it is. It was a very, very, very tight match. Then we talk about the two matches from this year. These are the more relevant ones, I would say, given that, you know, they're recent and both players... Uh, especially, you know, Kyrgios, uh, I I'll say especially Kyrgios, it's more reflective of how he's playing right now um, in terms of his headspace and, and me mentality for Medvedev as well. Similarly, I mean, he has been one of the best hardcore players in the last year and a half, two years. So they played in Australia in, of course, the Grand Slam at the Australian Open, uh, and they played in the second round. Daniel Medvedev came out on top, 7-6-6-4-4-6-6-2. So the first three sets, very close. Fourth set just ran away with it. Now, Kyrgios had gone into that Australian Open, admittedly, with not a lot of, of training, not a lot of practice. And, you know, it was the Kyrgios that we had, have been used to seeing for, for a few years uh, prior to, you know, Wimbledon, really. So Medvedev came out on top, and it was just a... A clinical performance from the Russians served incredibly well. Uh, Kyrgios said after, look, you know, he just served too well. He was just too good. And you know what? Fair play to him. And was almost a little bit, I think, reserved in his post-match press conference in the sense that you know, sometimes he'll come out and say, oh, you know what? He might he might try and find some excuses or, or in the past has done tried to do so. But actually with Medvedev, he was very, very gracious in defeat and just said, look, you know what? He's better than me. Uh, and that's why he is a top, whatever it was. I think he was a ranked number two right in the world at that time. Of course, he made the final. Medvedev lost to Nadal in the final. Then we have the most recent one, which was a round of 32 matchup between uh, Medvedev and Kyrgios. And that was a Canada Masters 1000 match. 
and Kyrgios came out on top. Now, he lost the first set in a tiebreaker, which, you know, tiebreakers seem to be a little bit of a theme between the two, and there's a reason for that, and I'll talk about it in a second. <laughs> Next thing you know, there, there won't be a single tiebreaker right between them if they, when they play. But one six seven six four six two. So it wasn't a complete demolition job. Of course not. It was the first two sets were tight. Third set, you know, came out on top. And it was almost a mirror image, I guess, of the Australian Open match. Uh, instead, though, of course, he came out on top. He's the one that kind of ran away with it in the final set. With Medvedev did the same in Australia. Um, what I would say is there was a big shift in tactics from Kyrgios. Uh, definitely, I think, and also mentality and ability, I think, against Medvedev as well. So let, let's quickly talk about the US Open form for both, and then we'll break it down tactically. So from a US Open point of view, Medvedev has looked okay, and he hasn't really come up against anyone of note, I have to say. And does that mean a lot? Maybe not. I mean, you know, he's had a lot of experience on hard courts nowadays, and uh, I don't think he's at the level of like a goat or like a Nadal, a Djokovic, or Federer, where he doesn't really need many matches at all. Uh, but I also don't think he's someone like a Alcaraz, where they need those matches beforehand as well. I feel like he's somewhere in between. So he beat Wu, who's actually ranked 174 in the in the world in his previous match, one straight sets very comfortably in the end, six four, six two, six two. Beat Ridenek. Uh, six two seven five six three again like you know Ridenex ranked number 58 so he hasn't played anyone of real note as i said um look i mean first serve percentage has been okay when it's unforced errors but these guys are not particularly good yardsticks to really give you a good ind indicator or good indication even of where his game is at right now uh beat kozlov in the first round he's ranked 111 right six two six four six love so three you know, like, no offense, of course, to those opponents, but they're not particularly good. Medvedev's had a really good first three rounds in terms of who he's got in the draw. So he'll be happy with that in terms of not dropping a single set, which is fantastic. Clinical server, of course, and incredible return. And generally uh, can break it down from the back of the court. Uh, he has looked to be a little bit more aggressive from what I've seen at the US Open, tried to come forward a bit more, which is good to see. He's not a natural volleyer. So, you know, I know he's trying to work on that. And it's, it's great to see that he's trying to make improvements to his game even though he's world number one at the moment. For Kyrgios, he had to play good pal uh, Kokinakas in the first round. He's ranked number 70. And that's, I hate to say it, I know a lot of people are quite high on Kokinakas, but that's probably, I'd say he's maybe around 50 maximum at the moment. Hasn't really shown enough. I know he's had a couple of really, really tight matches, losing in tiebreakers to top players, but it's just, it is what it is. Uh, beat Kokinakas 6-3, and obviously wasn't particularly happy with having to play his best mate, and it was a bit of a kind of weird one. Um, but look, came out on top in straights. The only set he's dropped is against Benjamin Bonzi, actually. Um, and that was the third set of that tie. One seven six six four four six six three uh, six four. sorry. Benjamin Bonzi's ranked 50 in the world. He's been in some good form this year, but again, like, you know, it's similar to what I was saying about Medvedev. Not an incredible indicator, but form-wise, he's been pretty good. He hit 30 aces, by the way, in that match against Bonzi, which is very impressive. Then played JJ Wolf, who arguably you could say is is the, the hardest test because he's been in some good form, played well in Winston Salem, he's playing at home. Uh, but in the end, Kyrgios, you know, and as expected, came through easily 6 4, 6 2, 6 3. Um, look, I mean, he's looked good, Kyrgios. He's looked good generally, I think. 
uh, this whole year, since Wimbledon anyway, especially. Uh, the second half of this year, he has been one of the most informed players. For Medvedev, he's been the most informed player on hard courts in the last year and a half. So we're looking at it from someone who has been cons uh, consistently, you know, consistently very good and, and a consistent performer uh, on hard courts for a year and a half, the best consistent performer over a year and a half. But if we're talking about a short sample size of six months or five months, whatever, uh, or, or less, then it's Kyrgios, right? He's probably arguably one of the most informed players on tour. So how does this play out then on the court? So I guess if we look back to the Canada match, right, where Kyrgios played uh, Medvedev, there was a clear shift in tactics. So in Australia, Kyrgios was trying to trade with Medvedev from the back of the court. And, you know, he wasn't really, didn't really have the engine to stick with him from the back of the court. Not many people do. Medvedev is arguably, you know, one of the best uh, defensive baseliners on tour and also one of the best at just being able to grind you down from the back of the court and be so consistent uh, and, and force a lot of errors as well. Uh, I, I would love to see the forced error count uh, for Medvedev and how many errors he forces his opponents to make uh, because I think his stats are probably not correctly you know, accounted for when you look at just winners to unforced errors. I think you, you need to look at it from a... Um, you definitely need to look at it from also a forced error count, and that's not always a stat, but I know from what I've seen that he is a master at doing that. And of course, we've seen people like Djokovic in the past do it, not past, even now, present. Uh, he's unfortunately not at the tournament, but he's another example of someone who does that. Uh, Nadal as well could do it at times. Murray is a, is a similar um, is a similar story. So Kyrgios was, was happy to trade from the back, and it was a bad mistake. Now, the only thing that I would say is in the backhand-to-backhand -backhand exchanges, Kyrgios is one of the only people in the world. Uh, there's probably a, a very, very short, uh, like a short kind of sample of people that can do it. And I'd say Kyrgios is in that handful of people, right, who can stick with Medvedev in the backhand-to-backhand -back exchanges. Now, Kyrgios can. There's two reasons why he has some success in those exchanges. The first is that Kyrgios hits the backhand very flat to Medvedev. Uh, and Medvedev does the same, to be fair. He can hit it very flat. He can also um, hit it with, with high topspin. He's got great variations with Medvedev on the backhand, barely ever misses. But in the cross-court exchanges on the backhands, Kyrgios hitting it very flat, kind of panning or almost back cross-court, deflecting, is... And I've seen is it's a relative source of frustration for Medvedev because he's not able, one, to generate a lot of pace off it. And two, he has to get down low a lot of the time. He's not a natural slicer uh, like some other players are, like Berrettini or Federer. Um, it's something he's you can tell he's like worked on and, and he's still working on it. And it's it's not as bad as like a Sitspass' slice. No offense, Sitspass, but it's not. It's, it's pretty serviceable. Um, but Kyrgios, when he's hitting a slice properly and he's actually committing to him through the ball on the slice it's actually a pretty good slice uh, and, and better than Medvedev's in that sense when he kind of is just happy to almost float it it's really ineffective uh, so it just depends on which Kyrgios we're going to see and I think the Kyrgios we've seen in the last few months he's going to be very on it if he's going to slice he's going to make sure it's not just a floated slice down the middle of the court um, with hardly any pace on it hardly any spin on it it's going to be low over the net trying to really uh, get Medvedev low and uncomfortable. And, and he'll look to do the same uh, in this match. He'll look to get Medvedev really low, having to bend down, get down one knee and hit that backhand. 
That, of course, then opens up things for Kyrgios, where he can go in tight with the forehand. He can then step in on the backhand because he knows he's not going to get hurt in those exchanges if he's able to get Medvedev uncomfortable. You could say similarly, well, hold on. For Medvedev against Kyrgios, is there not also that same dynamic? Won't Kyrgios feel uncomfortable? Now, Kyrgios isn't uncomfortable, though, slicing or, or hitting the backhand as low as Medvedev. And there's there's two reasons. I think generally he's just he's more comfortable getting down low. And he does, and for me, he doesn't look awkward doing so. And also, he's not as tall as Medvedev. So it's just a lot easier for him to get down low. To, Medvedev is like six for six. I think Kyrgios is like six two or something. Or six three. So there is like a couple of inches difference. It does make, you know, a difference. So that's, that's one positive for Kyrgios, I guess. The other one was the serve volleying. <coughs> so that was one tactical change. Kyrgios was happy to go backhand to backhand, but he was slicing a lot, on, especially on the backhand side, trying to make it awkward for Medvedev, and it worked in Canada. He also served and volleyed a lot, right? And didn't necessarily serve and volley every single point, but what he tried to do is say, okay, if I've hit a good enough serve, I'm not going to just charge on it every single point, but what I will do is I'll always be looking to come forward. So if the return comes back and I know, okay, that's a shorter return, I'm going to hit a good approach. I'm going to come to the net. Uh, see, he might not come to the net with the one plus shot, but it might be the the second shot after, right? The second shot after the serve, that is. Might mean the third shot after the serve, but he's looking to come forward, close down the net. He knows that, okay, I've got the advantage of being a good volleyer. I've got the advantage of closing down the net. Let's do it. Let's rush him, especially given that Medvedev stands so far back in, in his return position. And it's the one thing, and I think Medvedev's game generally is almost impenetrable to a degree, um, if we're looking at it from a general sense. The one thing, and I guess Nadal has a similar thing, but uh, he's made it work, I guess, and Medvedev has done the same, is that really deep return position. Now, generally, it's very good because it can give you, you know, the positives are that it gives you a lot of time. It means that you can make uh, a lot of returns in. Also, it gives you a lot of time to then tee it up, pick your spot, try and get nice and deep into court. The negative is that, of course, you're not rushing your opponent really uh, on their serve because, or on their one plus shot because, you know, of course, just simple science like the ball's traveling a lot further, it's losing speed as it comes to you. And on top of that, as a server, you're, you have a lot more area and width to look at to serve into. So if you serve out wide, Medvedev is having to stretch and move across a lot more than if he was stepping in, right? to a serve out wide. Kyrgios utilized it a lot. Like he hit a lot of short slice serves out wide, came to the net. Same with the kick serve out wide on the ad side, uh, came to the net a lot. And it, and it worked for the most part. Medvedev is a fantastic returner. So sometimes it just, the ball was flying past Kyrgios generally, but um, sorry, not generally, but at times it was, especially when he's stretching. Um, he finds these incredible angles, like very extreme grip on forehand and backhand, but just makes it work for him. And, and it's incredible to see. And it's great to see someone with, with a different type of technique, one that is not so traditional, but it's so effective, right? It really is. So that's, that's a big change. That was a big tactical change from Kyrgios. And it worked. The serve volleying, the willingness to come to the net, to slice on the backhand. Um, and then I think in the forehand exchange as well, like his forehand has been better than it has been in the past. Uh, the final point on Kyrgios's uh, adjustments was the return. And I think he has improved his uh, return of service. Not, still not where I think it needs to be if he was to, say, win you know, a couple of Grand Slams or be a top five player. But 
it's getting there. Um, and against Medvedev, it has to because Medvedev is an incredible server. These two, uh, and I talk about it a lot with uh, the five players that I've mentioned, these guys are two of the top five servers on tour. Now, Kyrgios has the ability to actually make Medvedev not look like an elite returner. And Medvedev has the same ability against Kyrgios. The server dynamic is, is massive, no doubt. And that's why we've seen tie breaks in a lot of their matches in the past, right? Because both players serve so well, it's hard to get in road at times into the return games. And Kyrgios is going to have to be brave and come to the net. For Medvedev, it'll be interesting to see, given that he's now utilizing a slightly different style, he's happy to come forward. Will we see him come forward? Because if we do, Kyrgios, you know, will lob him. He'll try and pass him. Um, and in the past as well, like he he actually dragged Medvedev in with a shorter slice, like Nadal did in the Australian Open final. Kyrgios, I think, saw that and said, okay, well, I'm going to do that. And Medvedev wasn't comfortable at the net in the previous match they had in Canada. So will Kyrgios do the same thing? Because if he does, well, Medvedev might be like, well, hold on, I've been working on this. And it might not be as effective. Maybe Kyrgios then comes, sorry, maybe Medvedev comes to the net and he makes him pay. And he's so used to, you know, in practice, chasing down those balls, coming to the net, finishing off volleys, that actually it becomes not a, a moot tactic or a, you know, a tactic that shouldn't be used, but one that maybe needs to be used more sporadically than it was in the previous match. So what I'm really interested to see is what adjustments someone like Medvedev makes Will he adjust his return position? Will he vary it up? He might not necessarily say, I'm just going to step in all the time, but he might say, okay, right. For the first serve, uh, because Kyrgios has got such a great first serve, I will. I might just say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit here and I'm, I'll take it. If I lose some points by standing this far back because it's a, it's a short slice serve out wide or you know he, he gets me in the angle, fine. Or it's a serve volley. On the second serve, now Kyrgios has arguably caught an incredible second serve as well. But he might say, look, I'm going to, step in a couple of steps, right? Give myself more of a chance, take it on the rise rather than taking it kind of at waist height. I don't know. We'll see. And that's why it's very tough to almost predict this one because we've seen two matches this year, um, but both these players have adapted their games a little bit since uh, the Australian Open match that they had. And uh, Kyrgios definitely in Canada adapted, like he used different tactics. And Medvedev looks like he's trying to use different tactics in the first few rounds. And I wonder whether he had in the back of his mind the thought that I'm probably going to be playing Kyrgios in this US Open. It's like, you know, when Djokovic was utilizing the drop shot a lot in the French Open because, you know, he knew that he most likely was going to face Nadal in the final. Now, it actually didn't work. <laughs> in, that, in uh, that was a couple of years back. It didn't actually work. But do you know what I mean? Like, he was still utilizing it. And a lot of people do the same thing. Like, you know, Federer, you, can, you could tell, like, when he was playing against Nadal as well, he was like, look, utilizing a certain tactic because he was trying to get it ready to use against the big big dogs and i wonder whether medvedev has done a similar thing same with Kyrgios as well with the way that he's been playing in the australian open he would have known medvedev's coming up but i feel like with him he's very much like it's me myself and i i don't need to worry as much about the opponent i think he's very much um engrossed in his own game but in saying that he changed tactics against medvedev in canada which makes me think he is aware he does have a good tennis iq Medvedev has one of the best tennis brains on tour. This is going to be not just a battle of ability and tactics, but a battle of uh, brains as well. It really will be. It's going to be super entertaining. I can see some incredible rallies going on. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to five sets. And I'm going to go with... It's a really tough one because 
I think a lot hinges on how Medvedev's serving. Recently, he hasn't served that well uh, prior to the US Open. Not as well as I would have expected. Um, and Kyrgios is starting to return a bit better. In saying that, though, Medvedev has played Kyrgios twice this year, which gives, gives him a good opportunity to try and start reading the serve as well. I'm going to go Kyrgios in five sets. Kyrgios in five sets. That's my prediction. And a pretty bold one because you, I guess five sets, you probably back Medvedev, but I don't think Kyrgios has a stamina issue anymore. I don't. I don't. I think he's been playing enough. He's been practicing enough. He should be okay. I know he's been playing doubles as well, but should be okay. I'm thinking whether I should go Kyrgios in four, but I'm going to Kyrgios in five. That's my prediction. Let me know your thoughts and your predictions as well. But that's what I'm going to go for. Tactically, it's going to be really interesting to see whether what I've said does come to fruition, whether they're going to utilize those similar tactics. Maybe we see something completely different uh, from both as well. Maybe Medvedev starts serving and volleying a lot. Who knows? It'll be great to see. I can't wait for it, genuinely. Uh, it's such a great clash of styles and personalities. And yeah, we will try our best to stream it, of course. Thanks very much, guys. Stay safe and well, and we'll see you on the next video.